Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. It felt good to be back in saying that. It's been a few weeks. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, on the public feed here. Did yeah. you forget? We've been doing some Patreon episodes. We've had some other stuff still dropping around. But we are back and this is season 18, episode 19. I, I guess this is technically part of last season. They didn't want to put it in the extras section of the Max app because no one that would was find just it. yeah. Well, nobody would find it, and it was just Mary and Robin's weird episodes that they didn't air with the rest of the season from season eight. I think that's the only extras for this show right now. Mary behind the scenes. But what they did do is they changed the photo, so it's not a Sister Wives cover photo on there. It's the Christine and David. Wedding special. Wedding special mm-hmm. takeover that's going on right now. Again, because no one would be able to find the episode if they didn't do that. This is true. Although, you know, Cody and Robin are real shitty at home seeing that. And we know they have to be after we saw the talk back and the look back, especially the talk back, which we heard you. We know we said we're not going to cover these. We are. Well, just after. Yeah, we'll get to it now after the uh Wedding special. Maybe we'll have some additional context that we can apply another filter for those since everybody demanded that we cover those episodes. So they were better than expected. So we'll recap this part one of the wedding special. The next week we'll do part two and then we'll go into the look backs and the talk backs. The TLC description for this one is after years of struggling in her plural marriage to Cody. 
Christine Brown has met the love of her life, David Woolley, after a year-long courtship. Well, give or take. They are getting married. Set against the majestic red rocks of Moab, Utah, Christine gets the traditional wedding she has always dreamed of having. But there was a lot of things that weren't traditional about this wedding. And she, she made was kind a of, point of saying, we're not doing anything traditional, baby. So they should have put that in quotes or something. You know, Traditional, wink, wink. Not really. Untraditional. Although it wasn't like they did anything crazy that we've seen so far. What about that Carly episode rewrite description for this one? I feel like I improved on it okay. a little bit. Yeah, let's hear it. Christine saves enough grocery money for the wedding of her dreams. Caleb discovers a bromance with David. McKelty pushes for a December wedding. <laughs> well, it was good that they got to use our joke that we supplied for them. We didn't get a writing credit. We didn't get a producer credit. That's unfortunate. But it was low-hanging fruit. It was word for word what we joked with them about on their Patreon. I'm pretty sure. Although... We're not signed up for the Patreon anymore, so I can't double check. Well, I mean, but it was definitely, that was it. That was in there. It was. It was. When the engagement was announced. All right. That's a good segue to our announcements for this week. We already gave you the one. Look backs, talk packs, they're happening. So stay tuned for that. Then we received a flood of voicemails from you all while we were out for two weeks. So we're going to listen to a few of those and answer them at the end of the episode. What's going on in the social medias, Corey? Man, you really took a break. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we didn't review the notes of the announcements. <laughs> okay. I don't have much. Mary was, adopted oh, a dog. Yeah. She finally has a companion for life. Nobody can replace Drake, though. Oh, God's plan. I Well, I hope now that she has severed her relationship with Robin, this dog is safe. Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah. Everybody in the comments was saying that she should name the dog Cody, and she didn't get it. She kept asking, why would I do that? Why would I want to name a dog Cody? The dog's name is Zona. I guess like Arizona. Did I make that up? Sure. That sounds like a thing. I mean, this is like an adult dog. It had a name before it came to Mary. So I feel like that's very confusing. To just rename a dog? Yeah. It's already gone through a lot. You know, being adopted, being in a new place. Now you're going to change its name. Change is inevitable. You know, he's he's known Natalia Grace. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> she. I think it's a female dog. Oh, I don't okay. know. I didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> well, yeah, to name it Cody, she should name it Karma. <laughs> if, if it's a girl dog, she should name it Karma. <laughs> that would be Mary's dog's name. <laughs> All right. And then Mary was on Fireman Friday with friends last week was crazy well they were popping off because the talkback episodes did so well and jen made an appearance on the talkbacks so they were like oh wow we should do this more often and it was like yeah this is why everybody has asked you for years when you've been doing friday with friends can you talk about the show that was like number one rule do we're not, not here to talk about the show we're not here to talk about sister wives the show now they've like slightly bent the rules where it's like we can talk about the show but we can't say anyone's names not okay names it seems like a weird workaround and what are you avoiding i don't know i feel like it wasn't an official thing that she was told she couldn't do no she just has to come up with different rules so she could still ban people in the comments if they're <laughs> annoying her so I guess we'll see when the next edition of Friday with Friends happens, if they continue to talk about the show. But that was definitely a surprise. And I feel like there are lots of you out there who are probably upset that you've been banned 
for asking about the show during Friday with Friends. Rightfully so. Yeah, to just change up the rules like that. You got to go back and unban people, Mary. She's not going to do that. At one, at some point, do like social medias have a limit as to how many people you can ban? The limit does not exist. <laughs> Apparently. All right. And finally, as a reminder, you can join us over in the virtual cul-de-sac at our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod, where we have recaps of seasons one through 10 of Sister Wives. We have a plethora of Let's Talk About It episodes, like the one you listened to last week about Natalia Grace. And we have chats going on in the Discord every day talking about this show, other topics, paranormal shit, all kinds of stuff, whatever your heart desires. And remember, every dollar you pledge makes us just a little bit more successful than my sister wife's closet. Huge thank you to all of our patrons out there, except for the basement wife tier, as always. All right. This special started, and it was kind of weird, because they really just dropped us right in like it was a regular episode. We had watched all the lead up to the wedding, and here we are. We're in the driveway at the rental, and the wedding's happening in two days. Well, if we were in Flagstaff, there probably would have been some donkey footage to start things off, but we're not even there. It was like large cavernous areas filled with mud. They did, did some you notice aerial. That? They had some aerial drone footage that they were swooping shots over some bodies of water near rocks. The water's debatable. It was very muddy. It wasn't a plague pond situation or anything. But <laughs> You're right. We're used to that. It really wasn't shocking. It was better than the plague pond. This whole thing was really disjointed at the beginning because they have to give us the whole history of Christine and David's relationship because we haven't seen it play out yet. We don't know these people. I mean, literally, this is a man we met in the last part of the tell-all. And now they're getting married. And this is New Adventures with Old Christine. We don't know this woman. She's completely different. Is she? You feel like she was different? I don't know who this person is. Um, she seemed a little manic. A little bit. She's excited. In more ways than one. <laughs> in a, in a in lot of ways. In every way. They've only been together for 10 months. Dating for 10 months. So how long have they been engaged? Not long. Remember that? Not they, long. Yeah, not long. Six months? Something like that? So Let's talk about dating, the 10 months. Can we talk about the 10 months you again? you dating for four months and then you got engaged because you've been together for 10 months. Well, remember when they got engaged and we were all thinking, okay, maybe they've really been together for longer than we thought, but it was just like they kept it quiet because they didn't want anyone to know they were together. That was my hope and dream. No, that's, that's that not it. That is not the case. Now, 10 months, it's debatable. Do you really know someone in that period of time? We ended up with Robin in 10 months. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I don't think we vetted her well enough. I think Cody got to know her pretty well in those 10 months, <laughs> but nobody well, else in the family did. As did Christine and David. They got to know each uh, other pretty well. Carnally. <laughs> I mean, I understand. They're both in a late stage of life, <laughs> and they've been married previously. They've kind of done the whole life thing. And they know what they're looking for in another person. But I guess the thing that scares me the most about 10 months is truly. Well, yeah, and moving in. Yeah, I just feel like she's already been through a lot, that kid. And what's the rush? Why not just be happy being together and not having to be married? Wow, we're really shitting on this from the beginning, huh? I I wasn't excited about this. The, just Before the, the period of time. Well, just in general, the episode two, well, we were about to watch it and I was kind of dreading it. 
eventually I warmed up to it. I enjoyed it once we got into this. But it's, that's you could say the same thing about a Stockholm Syndrome sort of <laughs> situation in any way, where I enjoyed it once I was a part of it, sure. And general complaints, too, where people were complaining about how this is a one-hour thing, next week is a one-hour thing, why didn't we just jam this into a two-hour special as a standalone thing? It seems like TLC's probably trying to pad some in-between seasons timing for some other shows, and that's a big part of what was going on with the scheduling, because it seemed like all the talkbacks, the lookbacks, and this wedding special were just kind of slapped together last minute. Yeah. Well, they need to save time before that new show starts, where it's like 90 day where nobody speaks the same language. They're not allowed to use any translators, but they have to date each other. Had to bridge the gap. October 7th, significant. Two days before Robin's birthday. We got a whole rundown of the roster of everybody who's going to be in attendance for this thing. Christine has a bunch of siblings, so nine of her siblings are going to be there. Her dad, her mom, her other mom. Janelle's invited, Janelle's kids, everybody. It's interesting that we didn't list who's not attending, which would be Gwen. Invited but not attending. Invited but not attending. I think that's interesting. At one point, she mentioned one of her siblings can't come. One of Christine's siblings. But not one of my children can't come. Not that one. They just pretend that Gwen doesn't exist. Like, they thought we wouldn't catch it, that we don't know all the children in the family. Glossing over it. Yeah, we don't see Gwen at any point in time because she will not be participating. No, there wasn't even, like, a message cut in of, like, oh, I can't come to the wedding, but, like, I really am excited for my mom and David. Nope, just doesn't exist. We're supposed to think she's someone else's kid. Not there. But if there's any kid that's going to be there, we know it's going to be McKelty. She's going to be leading the charge here. So here comes Tony McKelty. Busting down the door with a couple of babies that we don't know exist yet. Man, she was in rare form this episode. Rare form. The babies. Can we talk about them? I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> uh, there there is no baby. Right. We haven't seen them be born yet, so this is confusing. The one with the darker hair. I want that baby. Oh, boy. We got a code pink situation going on. I, I wasn't willing to pay for the Christmas texts. I'm willing to pay for that baby. You're trying to purchase a baby now? <laughs> I mean, perhaps. Podcast? I don't okay. know. I probably want a baby. Won't want a baby by then. Yeah. I don't know if I'm even going to want a baby in eight months. <laughs> probably not. Adorable. The babies that we don't know. We didn't even get an introduction to them. They just like handed them off to Christine at one point, and we're just accepting that they are here. Now, for juxtaposition purposes, we have all the happiness, the joy that's going on. Christine's getting excited. Her children are coming over. Grandchildren. We have to go back to Coyote Pass and ask Robin and Cody how they feel about all this. Okay, is this not what we thought these things would play out like as we got further past Christine's divorce? That it would just be everyone else out enjoying their life, full of joy and happiness, and Cody and Robin miserable. Yeah, because it's Cody chopping down a tree and just swearing at it, yelling at the tree as it's falling over. I don't know what he's doing out here. Robin was there to cheer him on, though, like a cheerleader. Did you hear? Yeah, she was helping. She was like, whoa, when the tree fell down. Was she helping? No. She had a a hat. I don't think she's done any sort of labor in her entire life. This is probably another one of those (laughs) examples. Did you notice her T-shirt? She definitely chose this one to send a message, like, Mary loves a good tea with some words on it. Mm -hmm. It said, life is good. She went to the Jeep store just to make sure that she got a, (laughs) 
she got a shirt to wear to send a message to Christine. It should say life was good. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if it currently actively is now good, but it was. She's trying to put on her best face to make us believe that things are just swell over at the Shiraz Chateau. And of course, we're here to ask about the wedding. It's the wedding weekend. What do you think about that? Cody has to jump on that answer, but he's going to circumvent that with a whole story about how he found out about the wedding. None of these questions were asked. He's just going to go into the whole tirade, his train of thought. Well, it's another betrayal, right? Because no one even told him, which is funny. He didn't find out from one of his children that this wedding was happening. He found out because he was at his sister's house and he saw the wedding invitation, which is also a betrayal because... His family members have been invited to this wedding, but he has not. And he's fine with that. He's been angry for the last three years, but he's fine with that. I mean, you took the divorce so well. I'm not really sure why he wouldn't get an invite to the wedding. But through this story, he's not hitting the lines of dialogue that he and Robin have rehearsed. So she's getting upset. He's missed his mark. She's getting frustrated with him. And she has to interject and say, aren't we just so happy for them? Because that was the sentiment that you're supposed to convey in this scene. But you're not doing that. She came across disingenuous when she said it, though. But I understand the way you're taking it, right? Which was she was trying to coach Cody through the lines. That's what you're supposed to be saying. You're just so happy for them. You missed You missed the point of it here. Yeah, this is what we're trying to do. And Cody has to double back. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I was getting to that. I am. I hope that they're happy. He tries to say something about soulmates. I found my soulmate. I'm glad she found her soulmate. He's parroting. That's what his children have been told by Christine. So he was repeating something that they had heard from Christine. Okay, well, it was almost a good soundbite. It wasn't him being positive about this. Let's make that abundantly clear. (laughs) Well, I guess Robin, speaking Cody, picked up on that because she interjects and says, I hope they can be happy. I hope Christine and David can be happy. Can be happy. That is a see you next Tuesday thing to say. (laughs) It is. Not, I hope they're happy. I hope they can be happy, which implies... Christine could have been happy here with us. She just chose not to be. So I hope she can be happy with David. In her life of sin. (laughs) I mean, the divorce is almost official. Let's be real. By Robin's standards, Christine's been divorced for a while. (laughs) Okay, the beginning of this whole thing was a hard push to get us invested in David. Every child had to tell us how much... They love David, starting with McKelty. Of course, McKelty leads the charge. McKelty loves David. She loves teasing David because that is how McKelty shows affection. She has her relationship with her mom where she teases her mom. She teases everybody that she cares about, which I absolutely despise. (laughs) But okay. I kind of feel like she took a lot of that growing up, though. I'm like, is that a learned behavior? Well, that was because... People generally didn't know what to do with her. I think that was a big part of it. And I think she's used to a lot of ridicule, but that's not necessarily playful teasing. No, not the same thing. We have to talk about something you mentioned there. So Christine, after the episode aired, posted on Instagram a little message about how thankful she was that McKelty accepted David 
It was an edited message with the comments turned off because the first thing she said was something about how McKelty was the first of the kids to accept and love David, which some people took like, well, it's not a competition. So like, why are we calling her out for that? Why do we get accolades? Elevating McKelty's love for David because she was the first one to accept him of Christine's kids. She's also been the one consistently who does not care about anyone's behavior and will cast that all aside to have good relationships with every single person in the family. Well, yeah, or what she interprets as good relationships. And I'm not saying that that means there's anything wrong with David. I'm just saying this is pretty par for the course for McKelty that she's going to be your cheerleader. It's expected behavior for her. Yeah, because she doesn't want to make waves. She's playing both sides every time. So part of the teasing was the December wedding comment. That was the joke. That was the good joke. We don't know David well enough. He's not from a polygamous family, which apparently he is. Kind of is, yeah. He has sisters down in Mexico who live polygamy, which Christine then, that was red flag. She was like, oh, so are you ever interested in that? He's like, no, 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 no. No, don't ever say that word again. Okay. Well, get used <laughs> to hearing that question because every interview that we do from here on out, they're going to ask you if you plan on living polygamy. Are they going to take David for Froyo and ask him if he wants to live polygamy? Every frozen dessert that you can think of, they're going to take him out <laughs> on camera and ask him if he's ever thought about living polygamy. <laughs> Have you decided yet, though? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're decided in that. I think he's, yeah, he's done decided. But this is the hype session. This is, we're trying to get everybody rooting for David and Christine, and we have to have everybody rooting for this wedding. Otherwise, what are we watching for? So this is Christine getting the wedding of her dreams. Comparatively, it's not going to take much to surpass her wedding with Cody, because that was pretty much basically on par with like a funeral, <laughs> I well, would say. It was very hoppled together, even though it seems like Christine was the one who planned everything. Didn't love her dress. Like, admittedly, she did not love her dress. Didn't love the groom. Didn't, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't love the Didn't groom. love that her mom wasn't able to be there. It was a closed, small, secret service that was exclusive. It was a simple dinner. There wasn't anything extravagant about it because Christine's a plural wife. So, you know, not like Robin. Where Who got the dancing and the ceremony and it was funny all of it. How she mentioned that in passing, where it was a small, secret, simple thing because she was a plural wife, and it's like, well, yeah, but we all saw what Robin's wedding was like as a quote unquote plural wife. Well, she's the only wife now, so she got an only wife wedding. Basically, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. We did find out one sneaky little tidbit 
about Christine's dating because when she met David, she was actually not intending on finding anybody serious relationship material. She was just dating around trying to have some fun. She actually had a double date booked. She had two dates in a night. She was about to go on a date with someone else after him. She had a backup plan, which I guess is probably good because then if the first guy's a dud too, you could just leave early and then go... Go on to your next one. Yeah, you have a reason to get out. It's great. I, yeah. You know what? I I, I got another date. <laughs> I'm not going to fault her for that. Yeah. So. And it went so well that she called the matchmaker right after she had this date because she was like, forget it. I'm done. This is my soulmate. I don't need the assistance of you anymore. I would like my deposit back, please. <laughs> well, I think this was a point of confusion for a lot of people watching, too, because then that's what people were like, wait, did she have the matchmaker but then she was talking about an app she found david she met up with david was that part of that so i think what happened was christine was casting a wide net (laughs) at this point right where she was not only working with a matchmaker directly but then she was also out on apps swiping all over the place obviously she lined herself up with a, a double header here what ended up happening was She met up with David. It went so well. She called the other guy. Didn't even go on that second date. Not necessary. But then that's not the only person she called because then she had to call the matchmaker and say, your services are no longer required. Thank you so much. I've already found this dude on a separate app and we're good. That's a real leap of faith, isn't it? Unless she was like, forget it. I'm finding better quality guys on these apps. Which seems to be like the counter experience of most people. (laughs) It seems like, yeah, usually when you go to a matchmaker, then do people still continue dating on the side too? I don't know. I haven't haven't gone through that process. Haven't you seen Indian matchmaking? People definitely do that. They're still dating on their own too? Yeah. And then they come back to the matchmaker and they're like, you know what? Sorry, I found someone else without you. Oh, okay. And then they say the matchmaker sucked. Yeah. And then the matchmaker's like, well, good luck with that because your signs aren't compatible. We'll see you back here next season. (laughs) Right. So we're having mimosas and snacks, I guess, now. It's the day before the wedding. We're rehearsal day today. We're going to rehearse the wedding. Yes. I think. And I guess do face masks. They said they were going to have a spa day and I got excited, but then they didn't actually go anywhere. They just did some face masks, which is fine. I guess this is a lot of people to bring to the spa. Well, it wasn't even face masks. It was like DIY facial stuff that they were doing yeah face masks yeah it's just they went to target they got some face masks (laughs) that's anybody could do that though so that's where it was kind of like oh right well you know what i it it was fine because when she said they were going to the spa to get facials i got concerned because some people when you get a facial the next day or two not good you wake up with things that have risen to the surface of your skin and you're not really Looking your best for pictures. Some redness, some irritation. So I'm glad to see these were just, uh, you know, store quality face masks that probably are not going to do too much. Very good. And meanwhile, the boys are going to be hanging out with David. They're going to be having fun on their own because... Guys night. Everybody except Gabe, who was at the girls' party still. He was eating all the food. He was eating all the food. That was where the food was. So I'd probably stay there too. Christine then tells us a little story that I think is meant to be endearing about when David was going to move in with her and Truly, you know, just a few months ago. And Truly confided in her that she was nervous about it. You know, she doesn't really know this man. She doesn't really know men. She hasn't really lived with a man. 
And Christine was like, well, me either. Same girl, same. Also nervous. I guess that is kind of a weird step, but it's just strange to have it so involved because Isabel not living there anymore. She moved out. So it's just Christine and Truly at home and now David. I feel like that's a big ask. Well, it's a big step, right? Because not only is Truly still at home, Truly is 13 years old. Like she's a teenager. She has a long time to go still to be living in this house with them. That's why I guess I feel like the 10 months thing, that feels okay to me personally. If you're an empty nester, you know, make your own decisions. You're an adult. You know the things to do to protect yourself and make sure that, you know, you go into a a marriage and you don't leave it with less than you came in with, (laughs) unlike Janelle. Yeah. Uh, But when there's a kid involved, it's a lot more complicated. On the other hand, you have McKelty, who's trying to lower herself down to almost a teenage status, who's already accepting David as her stepfather and just referring to him as stepfather. Oh, is she the one who started saying that? Yes. <laughs> that the conversation later led into that was Aspen because... cringed at the word because Aspen was basically saying that she was excited. Aspen, Isabel, and Truly all agreed. They're excited about the wedding. This seemed like more of a I support mom in this. Not so much a rah-rah sort of cheering on of David necessarily. McKelty always takes it that direction because I think she's just kind of programmed to cater to the male emotions. She has to, there's fragile masculinity that she's been involved with. That's also kind of what they learned growing up, right? Was they were supposed to be like, Yes, we're so excited about Robin. Robin in particular. Everything about Robin, all of her personal attributes, we are loving her because dad told us to say that. Well, and they're just, yeah, she's using the the delicate gloves here to maneuver this situation where she's trying to be as accepting and positive about David joining their family. Aspen's always been... A little bit more cautious in a lot of things, right? Like we're going to watch the season 13 stuff. We're going to go back and do the rewatch after we end all of this. And in that season is when they're getting ready to move to Flagstaff. And she's like, I don't get it. Like, what is the rush? Why are you guys doing this? Like, it's a little much, a little fast. And so I feel like this is all probably like pretty counter to her natural way of doing things. Although we also are going to watch her wedding, and I don't remember how long she was with Mitch, so. Yeah, I guess we'll start the clock. Well, we saw at the end of season 12, they introduced Mitch, which he'd probably been hanging around for like six months before that, and they just never brought him up on camera because there was other storylines that they were trying to push. So they couldn't work that into the existing storyline for season 12, so they saved him for the end and then got him roaring for season 13 there. And they're still getting us used to Tony at that point. No one's used to Tony. That's pretty no, clear. still not. Even throughout this episode. <laughs> so McKelty obviously approves of the marriage, and it kind of becomes a little competitive with some of David's daughters. Wink, wink. <laughs> if you know, you know. But I think that was Ray, which some people were getting weird vibes from Ray. I don't know if I, I necessarily did. There I don't wasn't know enough that we can judge any of David's children from two seconds of being on the screen. I'm not basing it off of the, and I'm I am quick to judge. I didn't get a read, <laughs> though, based on what we had. Well, we also had to see her interacting with McKelty. So I, I just mean, file that into inconclusive. Inconclusive <laughs> for me, but I'm going to be on alert for the next episode if there's anything suspicious that would come from that. 
How did we feel about Christine's makeup? All right. The eyebrows were too dark. Too dark. Now, I will say they photographed pretty okay. They didn't look quite so dark in some of the pictures, but maybe it's because they were retouched. I don't know. They were a little too dark for my taste. Yeah, she was very excited about it. And I was like, I don't know if this is the look. This is what it's going to be for tomorrow, for the day. They continue to be a struggle on the show. The family in general. Speaking of brows, uh, we got to go to Parowan where things are getting a little spoopy. (laughs) Yeah, we're at the uh, Mare (laughs) B&B. And Mary is out on the porch hanging up some ghosts because she's setting up her haunted house. Yeah, she has her resting witch face shirt on because it's the beginning of October, so she's ready to go. Whole theme. She goes hard when she finds a theme. And she's wishing Christine the best, but then gets to bring us down a notch, reminding us about how depressing the rest of the state of the family is, how disconnected everything is. I was kind of disappointed that she wasn't invited. It seemed fitting. I guess. It seemed fitting. I mean, after Christine told her, I wouldn't have had you come in the room if it was my birth back when she missed Maddie giving birth to Axel. I guess we should have known that she wouldn't then be invited to her future wedding. I think Christine just probably thought Mary's still in with Robin. So if I did invite her, I would be worried about things that she would see or hear that she would then circle (laughs) back with Robin on. You think she'd be there texting updates the whole time to Robin? What do you think would happen? Sending pics? When that lap dance starts at the reception and Mary was there. It would get awkward pretty quick. All right. I mean, I think Mary would would be too into the lap dance. She'd be distracted. You don't even have time to take your phone out. Be real. She'd be sloshed within the first two minutes of the reception. If we know anything about Mary, she always has her phone on her. (laughs) She does. She's ready to do LuLaRoe live from anywhere. And she's always awaiting a group text from the family to invite her over, but she's (laughs) not invited. I would have liked to have seen her go. That's all I'm saying. I think that would have been nice. It would have been good content. I I do feel like she was trying to be genuine on the porch when she was, you know, telling us she was happy that Christine found happiness. Now, the state of the family, unfortunate, uh, but, you know, happiness, good. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some ghosts to hunt. (laughs) Thank you. Please, (laughs) please vacate the premises. You did not pay a ticket for the spoopy haunted experience. So get out of here. I can't grant you entry. Right. Yeah. You can only see the exterior of the house. Porch. That's it. At one point, McKelty gives Christine permission to get married. Okay. 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 (laughs) I mean, no one asked. Too late. Janelle gave her approval, though, which that I would take with a little bit more credence to it. Okay. Her bar is very low, though, (laughs) because then she starts going through her reasons of why she approves. And it's where, oh, he helps out with like setting up the parties and stuff when they do parties. That's what I'm saying. Like the bar is so low for whoever their next companion is. And again, I'm not saying that David sucks. I'm just saying Cody really, really, really sucked. So by comparison, anyone is going to be a saint, the best man ever that you've (laughs) ever met and interacted with for any reason. Janelle is so impressed with David as a person because he just tells everyone to come on and hang over. I think she mixed up her words there. Come she, over. She's been married to Cody for out. too long. Yeah, it's fried. We can't short get a phrase out. Nope, not going to happen. We're just going to mix a couple of things together. But now it is officially rehearsal time. But the wedding planner isn't here? Okay, what's up with that? 
did they pay a wedding planner and they just didn't show up or they only paid someone to because you can pay someone just to do the day of the wedding. Oh, but don't cheap out on that. No, I, what was the budget? You have to rehearse. Well, Aspen's going to make sure that we do rehearse. Because whenever someone needs to step up and lead this family and be a parent to one of these parents, it's Aspen. Or and it's Logan. Logan. Yeah, Logan was there, but he wasn't willing to be on camera. So Aspen had to take on this responsibility. I'm sure he had some other... Big responsibility that we didn't see. They were like, your job is to keep Cody away from here. Don't let him know where this is taking place. (laughs) You think they told him it was somewhere else? Maybe that's why she planned it around Robin's birthday. She knew Cody was going to be incapacitated for 11 days around Robin's birthday, (laughs) at least. They were out of town. Remember, they were like somewhere in Texas, like where a Pew Pew show was. Yeah, convention for Cody's work. Right. Had to get out of town. So this is real impromptu, but Aspen is here to be the wedding planner. And she's herding cats. This is very disjointed. And dressed for a housewives reunion, right? Aspen had a lot. And I'm not knocking it because she she was out there. She She owned it. it. She owned it. It was a choice, though. It Yeah, it just didn't seem to fit the rest of the vibe. There were some people who were just wearing jeans. Tony wore jeans the whole time. I'm, we saw him walk out at the end of the episode. He's still wearing jeans. I'm pretty sure he wore jeans to the wedding. Did well, he? He had gym shorts when they first walked in. Okay, so then that's his final outfit. So are we done? Might be. That might be the situation. Anyway, so she's got like this fake pleather situation going on. A lot ruffles. Of ruffles. <laughs> a lot of ruffles. Oh, man. I was more concerned with where the rehearsals were going. It was a lot of Walking Dead-type shuffling around that was just (laughs) herds of people who were just kind of meandering through this beautiful place. I mean, it looked gorgeous. I liked the venue. Is there, like, a lot to coordinate, though? I understand everybody walked in, right? But there's no wedding party because Christine made a big deal about that. That's an untraditional thing that they're doing. Where they're not going to have a wedding party. It's just going to be Christine and David up there alone with the officiant. I think the main part that Christine was concerned about was some of the aisle handoffs that are going to take place. Because she's having Peyton walk her down the aisle most of the way. And then her dad, who's been very sick for the better part of the last 15 years, probably. He has good days. He has bad days. We're hoping tomorrow's a good day. We're going to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Just... Do the handoff here to David up at the front of the aisle. It's a real Phyllis's wedding situation. Yes, which means that Peyton is Michael Scott. (laughs) And that he's going to be very upset when Christine's dad is able to stand up and make it all the way to the end of the altar. This is bullshit. Which she kept calling the stage, but... Oh, the stage. Well, it's not really an altar. It's not a religious ceremony, I suppose. All right, we'll call it a stage then. She's getting choked up. She's trying to explain to everybody what's going on. Then we did the whole little shuffle, directing traffic. We get all the way to the front, or at least David gets all the way to the front. He's about to get up the stage. It takes a tumble. Well, he he says whoever is with him, he looks at him and says, watch this. Watch this drive. I think it was Ray. And then he tumbles. He acts like he tripped and he tumbles across the stage. He did a tuck and roll. Okay, but... I think the majority of people thought he actually fell. No. Like who were there. Yeah, but you can hear it was definitely no, it a setup. No, it was a setup. And you can see at the beginning of it. But if you just looked over, happened to look over and you saw the roll part, 
it might have looked like he did trip. He accused someone of pushing him. Maybe maybe it was one of Robin's spirit babies. Do you think she sent them? You think Annabelle was there to trip him? <laughs> Little Annabelle Brown. Annabelle Brown grabbed him by the ankles and was like, no. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened, Corey. I think that we need a paranormal team to come and investigate. Well, we can just call Mary. I'm sure she has. <laughs> She's going to bring an EMF detector. I'm sure and- she has a spirit box laying around <laughs> at Lizzie's Heritage Inn. If not, Mary, you need to invest in that and allow people to keep those in their rooms yeah, for an great. extra charge. Christine is just really touched that her dad's going to finish walking her up the aisle because he's been sick for 15 years. Again, this is the dad that Cody wouldn't let her go visit because that's a vacation and she needed to save her grocery money if she wanted to go do that. Felt the need to remind everyone about that because yes, I'm petty. It's a big part of the story. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't like how he had to keep intercutting Cody's dumb mug into these moments where it was like, I really didn't need Cody's commentary on this part of the episode where he's talking about randomly as part of this rehearsal. It's Cody's input about how shitty the wedding with Christine was. It was very lackluster. (laughs) So he wishes Christine well and hopes that she gets the wedding she's always dreamed of. If it's a beautiful space and David's digging on her, I thought he said dicking on her for a second. (laughs) And it's like, well, maybe a little of both. I mean, our freaky bitch would like yeah, that. Yeah, a little of both, maybe. We'll see it later at the reception. It's going to happen. They didn't do the ceremony. They saved it for the reception. Tasteful. But, I mean, okay. Again, he he's trying to be nice. Is he trying to repair his image for next season? We're getting rid of angry Cody. Nobody really liked that version of Cody. Yeah, we didn't like Cody as the villain, And so I think he was still leaning into that. And now we're going to go into the Cody redemption arc and then Robin's going to have to be the villain. But there is no redemption arc for him. No, 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 no. It's just just, he's he's going to try. Yeah, that's that's what the angle is going to be. But then I think Robin would be the villain because it's officially confirmed that she destroyed the family. (laughs) Christine's mom, this got me really upset where she starts to cry because, first of all, Christine's kids didn't even know. That grandma was not at Grandma Annie. I should clarify. There's a lot of grandmas yeah, here. Yes, a lot. Grandma Annie was not at Christine's first wedding because she wasn't a member of the church, so she could not come because it's a closed spiritual ceremony. So I guess this is an important second chance for everybody. This is good, yeah. We do something fun after the rehearsal is over. Let Aspen rest her voice before she inevitably has to take charge again tomorrow. I'm sure something's going to come up, yeah. But in the meantime, we have a riverboat ride down the Colorado River, which they had a band on there. They were playing music. It's a uh, a floating bloat. <laughs> Excuse me? Is it a booze cruise? I wouldn't be drinking. It's a booze cruise. I wouldn't be drinking, you know, too much before I had to fit into fancy clothes the oh, next day. yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, because we have Christine chugging a beer. On the boat, which I did not, they tried to blur the can, but I did not peg her as a Michelob Ultra gal. <laughs> it wasn't her beer, to be fair. Whose what, beer was it? She wasn't it Hunter's? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, they were calling for her to chug, and she did. She finished the beer. So she's a new woman. She drinks. She's got tattoos. And a drink like a man. She has sex. And spit like a man. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like this concept where they're not doing speeches at the wedding or at the reception tomorrow. Well, because it's going to be on TV and that's too hard for them to explain all these people who stood up and talked. You just throw a 
a lower third down there. Whatever. I wouldn't <laughs> want people talking at the wedding or the reception either. So, no, it's a good call. And they're just going to pass around the microphone here. We got the band here. They already have the PA system. So here, you want to do a speech? Somebody better grab this microphone right now. And Janelle swipes it before they could even finish making the announcement, jumps up to then speak. So I don't know. Maybe she had a couple of, she had some liquid courage. She was primed and ready to go. I think she was ready to roll. And she regretted it immediately as soon as she stood up because then you could tell she lost all of her talking points as soon as all of those <laughs> eyes went on her. But she did her best to get through it. She did. I mean, really, the the biggest, most important part of the speech was thank you for making me part of the deal, the deal. I thought for a moment it was going to be a whole speech about how she's hit bottom now. She has nowhere <laughs> to live. Thank you for making me part of your deal because I'm going to need the spare bedroom. <laughs> because... Or at least a place to plug in the RV. Something. She doesn't know how to level it. She's going to need <laughs> some help. The self-leveling. Yeah, you can't trust it. But Janelle don't need no man. No, that's not part of her future plan. She's got a plan. A big adventure, in fact, planned for her life. But it doesn't involve any of the M's. A marriage or a man. Or money. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully. You can do this on a budget. Mary gets to share about how she's so excited that Christine deserves love. And that she gets that. And Mary's putting out all those positive vibes because she's hoping maybe she'll get a little bit in return, too. She's anticipating that same sort of love story for herself. Just got to find somebody. I hope she does because I want to see the Mary wedding special. I just want to see Mary dating in general. Yeah, that's. I hope that's a big part of a future season. Although she claims she's not dating on Friday with friends. So imagine the conversations that would take place on a date with Mary about how she hates circles <laughs> and just going into great detail about those types of things. That's the content that I want to see. I want to see her make you pull off the side of the road so she can go get a gas station hoodie. Oh, I thought you were going to different pull. Uh, <laughs> I got nervous. Whoa. Hey, whoa. It's not that type of show. It's a family show. <laughs> Christine's dad shows up. Everyone gets off, what are we going to call this, the barge? The, yeah, the floating barge. <laughs> and uh, he's he's at the dock. He didn't get on the boat. And he's like whispering things to her, his hopes and dreams for her, that the next 20 years are going to be better than these last. He kind of rips on Cody a little bit. I was hoping a that little we, bit, a little bit, a lot of bit. He was mocking Cody. That was kind of fun. He wasn't. About how he was crying and whining about, oh, I can't believe I lost her. He was just bawling. I can't believe I lost her. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, you mean Cody, that's right? Co I, I'm pretty sure he was talking about Cody because who else would he be talking about? But I think maybe we shouldn't have chugged multiple beers before trying to have this sentimental moment with dad. <laughs> maybe because then Christine's kind of responding to some of this stuff, but. It was like a very end of the night sort of conversation with two people who've been at the bar. That's true. That's true. And it kind of <laughs> it was, was hard that, to follow. It was that level of exchange where, but it's just other parts of the conversation that are then triggering other responses. So it was kind of veering all over the place between the two of them. He is an elderly man. I understand. I understand the situation. He looks a lot like Baby Truly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Because she was bald for so long. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, oddly familiar. I don't think we've ever seen him on this show before. We've heard her talk about her dad, but I don't think we've seen her dad. Well, yeah, she never saved up enough grocery money to go visit him, <laughs> so he wasn't on the show. 
We don't know this guy. I mean, he has every reason to despise Cody. <laughs> All right. It's the day before, or it's the day of the wedding. We're here. It's the day of the wedding. Truly bursts through the door and yells, hello, my children. I liked her purple hair. Yeah. I, I also liked that Christine is okay with her having some personality. Yeah. And it was color coordinated with the rest of her outfit that we see later on. So there's a theme. It was good. But yeah, everybody's doing hair and makeup. They're not doing bridal party stuff. Again, yeah, bucking the traditional trends here. Well, because again, McKelty is like, what are you wearing? Because she's just putting the little robe over her outfit to make sure she doesn't get any, you know, makeup all over it as she's getting ready. And she's like, you're supposed to be in your pajamas. Okay. Well, if you want to be in your pajamas, you can be in your pajamas. Christine didn't have 16 billion hours to pin different ideas on Pinterest for her wedding. She's got stuff to do today. (laughs) So she's just going to wear her little, it was very Barbie-esque outfit with the bright pink pants and the little white shirt. But as we learned, it's not a traditional wedding. Well, they're doing some stuff that's kind of traditional because the first time that David's going to see Christine is when she's walking down the aisle. Yes, he did not pick out the dress. Which blew Tony's mind. He couldn't believe that when he heard that. Well, Tony also helped pick the dress. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... I'm just glad that they didn't cut to Cody's interpretation for that. They should have asked Cody about the dress. Maybe I would have wanted to see that. Oh, do we want to see him rate the dress? <laughs> oh, that like, would be Would good he too. have picked this dress? Well, I think it's just funny because Cody picked Robin's dress. Tony picked McKelty's dress. And so to have them both be like, what? You didn't see the dress? That would have been funny. Well, I guess let's go to David's room because that's where Tony is. With Silent Mitch. What a room, man. Because that means David's got to have... A whole conversation with Tony, because Mitch isn't going to say much, which is maybe his best attribute. The part that killed me was, yeah, when he got to the spot where they were just rapidly cutting everybody coming in to his room, where he just kept saying, oh, hey, it's so-and-so. Come on in. Oh, hey, look, it's this person. Come on in. So like (laughs) that was everything over and over. over. But it was just funny because it was like, well, yeah, who are the people who are in your room right now? It's Mitch who's not saying anything and Tony who's doing all the talking. So he's like, yeah, anybody else? Anybody else walking by this room? Get in here. Come (laughs) on in. Well, Tony's ready to shake down Corbin, who is David's son-in-law from what I understood. Yes, it's David's daughter's husband. And Corbin's going to be the one who's going to be the officiant of the wedding. So he's marrying David and Christine. Because he's a licensed officiant. He did the official. He paid his $50. He took the quiz. They're not cousins. He has all the rights now. That's it. He's done. I feel like Tony asked him about it because Tony wanted to do it. He thought there was a little bit of jealousy in there. I think that Tony would have loved to have officiated a wedding. Pretty much any wedding, but this wedding in particular. Yeah, and I think Christine knew better because Christine did oh, not. Oh, they were not going to ask Tony. No, Christine did not approve of Tony. Too many jokes that opens the door to. Well, because that's what they had to have that conversation with Corbin. They were like, look, we don't want any inappropriate jokes, which that doesn't sound like our freaky batch, but they want it short. They want to talk about their love and they want to talk about finding love later on in life. Those are the three themes that you can stick with. Things are going wrong kind of already. Not even at the day of. It's another shirt situation. Cody has always forgotten a shirt. David doesn't remember which shirt to wear. He has too many shirts. So I guess that's an improvement. Do you think Christine was compensating because... This is a learned thing. Well, at McKelty's wedding, she forgot Cody's shirt. And so she was (laughs) like, I need to send David with two shirts. 
<laughs> Maybe. So he's got a rust color shirt and a plum colored shirt, and he can't remember for a life of him which one Christine told him to wear. Oh man, don't wear the plum one. That's going to be right. Cody used to wear purple shirts all yeah, the time. They were lavender, much lighter purple. Oh yeah, I guess. Clearly, I preferred the plum over the rust. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tony doesn't like any of these colors. He tells them, he makes sure to tell David, these were really hard colors to find, by the way. Which he's one to talk, because I'm pretty sure that him and McKelty had quite the assortment of wedding colors. Do we not remember when it was like, wasn't it like maroon, like this red and a silver and teal and yellow? They had had a lot of wedding colors. Uh, Yeah, and it was kind of clashy. A little bit. I think they dropped the teal and the yellow at some point. But anyway, one to talk, criticizing someone else's wedding colors. Now we have Aspen, McKelty, and Isabel. They have gifts for Christine. They're doing something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, which they kind of butchered. Kind of a take on it. It's not really that. They butchered it setting it up, saying something blue, something this, something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aspen doesn't know. I actually don't remember anything being blue. Do you? No, because that's what she said. It, that's the usual tradition, oh, and they're doing their own version of it. They've modified it. Yes. Okay. So Isabel started with shoes with pennies on the bottom, which it did not look like the Crocs that Christine had taken a photo of. So I don't know. Did she wear those for the ceremony? And then they switched over to the Crocs for the reception, maybe? Oh, well, I think she wore the Crocs to the uh, the rehearsal. Okay. Anyway, yeah, they've got pennies. Not just Christine's shoe, but it also looked like one was truly shoe. Which was cute. Yeah, I was like she had two different shoes. There in were her two hand. different shoes, so I hope we get a matching pair. Or maybe one was her shoe for the reception. Or a shoe where it was you could pick. Did you want something with a heel? Did you want something flatter? They had to have backup options available. I'm not sure. Aspen gives her an engraved bracelet with her initial and David's initial and their wedding date. It's like a charm bracelet for your neck, but for your wrist <laughs> for the wedding. And she gives her earrings from her wedding if she wants to wear them and mckelty just straight up re-gifts something she has <laughs> her, well no she her, whips it out too and a, a, a knife with like no protection just yeah, just, <laughs> just out sw- here swinging a blade swinging around swinging this knife around with a room full of people that they cut their wedding cakes with so yeah, i brought this to cut the cake <laughs> so you can cut your cake shring but anyway, that leads us into the next big moment, which we have Isabel and Aspen in the bathroom having a little heart-to-heart moment where Isabel is very concerned. She is voicing her concern to Aspen. As one does with their hairdresser. Correct. Yes, because Aspen <laughs> is doing Izzy's hair in the bathroom here. And Isabel's asking, is it weird to refer to David as stepdad. And as soon as the word stepdad comes out, Aspen is not interested in this at all. She winces in pain. She's a physical response. Contorts her face. And she's like, no, we're not doing, we're not doing stepdad stuff. We'll just say he's family. He's mom's husband. That's what I'm going to be referring to him as. (laughs) Hashtag not my daddy. Hashtag never had a daddy. (laughs) Daddy Logan. Yeah, legal daddy. (laughs) No one will take his place. Aspen, I think she has enough parents to parent, so she doesn't want anybody else. She She can't take another one on. she cannot take another one. She doesn't (laughs) want to be a (laughs) stepmom. I mean, 
This is also an adult who's nearing in on 30. Does she need a stepdad? Not really. She barely had a dad. She didn't have a dad. I mean, she arguably got the best version of Cody. Before he soured. (laughs) But, But then on the Discord, people were having the discussion, what would we call him? Dad? Daddy? And I threw out, maybe it should be Zaddy. Call him Zaddy. We were saying Daddy David. I don't know why that one made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, what's bad? his no <laughs> no, what's his no, Daddy Woosley. <laughs> what, what was his name? Yeah, David Wolsey. Woosley. Woolly? Woolly. Woolly. David Woolley. Wow, we really just fucked no, that up. Yeah. Butchered that. David Woolley. I don't care. It's not Christine's last name. Daddy Woolley. Although I guess maybe it is, but she's just gonna publicly beat Christine Brown. Mary is changing her last name. That's something we didn't talk about. Oh. No longer going to be Mary Brown. Not really part of the family anyway. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, the distance that Cody was wishing for for years now. <laughs> and now he kind of misses her as part of that. Now that there's so much distance, but that's okay. I thought it was interesting that Cody automatically assumed, oh, truly isn't going to call David dad. Okay, that was weird. Because, and his reasoning was so backwards because he was like, oh, she's 13. She's grown. She's, you know, basically an adult. This is the point where I typically abandon them. Hands off. You're on your own. Good luck. I don't think that's a safe assumption because, yeah, if you're going to spend at least the next five years with this guy. She's going to spend more time with him than she spends with Cody. Then she's spent with Cody in her entire (laughs) life. Is how we need to quantify this. Yeah, I think it'll be not even midway through next season. Well, I guess next season will be leading up to the wedding, right? Because we have to go back in time. But at some point, it won't take long. David will be daddy. It's the whole, yeah, sepia tone flashback. The entire season will be sepia tone. (laughs) (laughs) Because technically we're ahead in the timeline now. You know they're going to make us watch the wedding again, right? They're going to, maybe not the whole thing, we'll get like a cut down version of it, but how are they just, how are they going to build that into the season? I don't know. They skipped Logan's wedding. The sons of bitches. I don't know. Did they? We left off in October. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we're right on the cusp of it. I mean, or they'll just like not mention it, just like they never mentioned Gwen. Yeah. If they don't, if they just gloss right over it, then I'm going to be very upset. I don't feel like they can because- there's so much then happen. the next interaction where they're all that's where they're all going to be together next. How do you just pretend that didn't happen? Because after that, it's going to be McKelty having the twins. Yep. So you can't act like that's the first time that Christine's been in a room with Robin. Maybe they will. They'll try. <laughs> they're going to try to do that. Let's see how they try to to fraud us because see it won't get the, past us. Yeah, the acting chops go for that to convince me of it. All right. So truly. Cody's out, David's in, right? That's what's happening. 2024 ins and outs. Also out is Kayla's relationship with Cody. Also trading Cody for David. Yeah, in a different capacity here. And that's what I thought to myself. If there's any justice in the universe, it will make Caleb as obsessed with David as Cody was obsessed with him. (laughs) He is, like, very enthusiastic about David. It's like at the beginning of Step Brothers... When the dad meets Derek at the dinner and he's just enthralled and completely captivated by him. Just the glimmer in his eyes. Yes, his eyes lit up. That's what I was about to say before. (laughs) 
I've never seen him so enthusiastic when being filmed. It's like he turned the corner and made eye contact with David like he was an elk made out of cake. (laughs) I was scared of where you were going with that. Oh, where did you think that was going? Maybe it had to do with underage girls. (laughs) Oh, no. No, that is my usual go-to for Caleb. No, no, the cake's better. The cake was a masterpiece, and so is David. Also a true masterpiece, Christine's hair and makeup look. Questionable on the eyebrows. We're yeah, going to stick eyebrows, with that. I'm still, there might be some regret there. But Aspen takes one look at her and goes, you're going to get it. Pretty much. That's the plan. You're going to get it, girl. What do you think I'm doing this for? Our freaky bitch cannot wait to lather her hands all over that bald head tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> the big bald head. The big bald head. <laughs> Is that why Cody never shaved his head? Do you think? Oh, he had to keep distance. Christine would be too into it. Yeah. And he would lose Janelle. Mm-hmm. Because. Janelle wants the pony. Janelle wants it something It is to hard to. to be a polygamous man, isn't it? To make everyone happy. Just shave half your head. He did kind of do both, didn't he? He balded in some spots and he let the other hair grow longer. Kind of worked out that way. Yeah. <laughs> just he, being fair. He's just doing the, uh, the being two-face equitable. look. Yeah. Two-face look from Batman. <laughs> We're still trying to sell David to everyone. So Isabel is telling Christine about the moment when it really clicked for her. When she said, you know what? David's a good guy and he could have my mom. There, where were they? They were somewhere out to eat. I made, I made that up. Had nope, a, they were on no? vacation. Yeah, okay. They were at the mouse's house. Oh, of course. Of course they were. Where else do they spend their free time when they're not filming? So they're at Disney. Are we allowed to say that or will Disney now like oh, that's fine. want money from us? I'm sure you can mention <laughs> mention the company name, but <laughs> maybe we'll stick with the mouse. Don't disparage it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he turned to Christine and he just looked at her and said, I love you so much. And it was so heartfelt, or in this case, thumb felt. And what? you think he looks like a thumb? <laughs> He's got thumb features. I don't okay. know. It just feels right. All right. I'm not knocking it. This has been a tough episode for David, hasn't it? <laughs> They're not going to get easier from here, bud. <laughs> this made me a little sad because you know that like Cody never did that with Christine. And that's why it was something that stood out so much to Isabel. Yeah, that she's never heard a man say that he loves her mom. Like express so ardently that he loves her. This It was depressing. Maddie, though, I thought we were going to get a really good story out of her because we got the crying in the trailer for this. We don't get anything. She was starting in on the story. And then she was apprehensive about even bringing it up because she felt like she was going to cry. And then she continued to try to start to tell the story, immediately starts crying, and then just says, I just love him so much. (laughs) And it was like, no, what was the story? I need to know the story. You know what was hard about all of this was like everyone kept saying, I love David so much, but like no one wanted to draw a comparison between her relationship with David and the prior relationship with Cody. And um, I feel like that was missing. I feel like we needed a rule that we should have shared all of our emotional stories before we did our makeup. So then that way we're not holding back on any of this sharing that's happening here. Again, I need someone to start producing this show. Why did you guys try to have these heartfelt conversations after... Maddie's hair and makeup was done. You know she's going to double back on that. Can't do it. Maybe it was like a story about her 
witnessing Caleb bonding with David. And then she was like, oh, God, then dad will see the footage and it'll break him. I can't. I can't share that story. One betrayal after another. I I can't share that story here. (laughs) It's not a safe space. Christine is already giving today 10 out of 10. It's significantly better than her first wedding, and the wedding hasn't even started yet. That's pretty confident. It is. And we leave them off. They all file out one by one. Tony still wearing his jeans. He will eventually change into dress pants. Okay. At the last possible moment, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, probably. And they arrive at the John Wayne room. That's fitting. Yeah. Seems very poetic. A lot of wood paneling, which is fitting based on the name, right? It makes sense. And it's just something else for Cody to be jealous and upset about that he wasn't able to get ready in a, I almost said John Wayne Gacy room. <laughs> so that was that just immediately where that went. That's different. Here's your clown makeup. Here's your floorboards where you can pry them up. Here's some rope where you can tie some knots. Here's some directions to an arcade. Good luck. Yeah, here's a car to just cruise around in at night. It's fucked up. It's all on theme. And she has to make her way out of the room. She's a little overwhelmed. She's got to sit in the hallway for a little while. Yeah, she's a little overstimulated. She's and taking I know a breather. That. Yeah, I know that feeling. It's Because <laughs> it's time to get ready. And she's like, I just need to sit on the floor for a minute and just stare off into the distance here. Kind of gather my thoughts. Got to ground herself because the ceremony is coming up next. Next time, I don't even know what else was happening with the wedding because all that I saw was Robin grabbing Cody's face and open-eyed kissing him and waving the camera off. It was jarring to everybody who saw it. It was disturbing. It wasn't as upsetting as when Cody pointed at the camera and yelled, tell the world to Janelle as part of their fight. But it's right up there. Is it a close second, maybe? It's very close second. I don't know. Maybe maybe third. I feel like um, Robin's midwife requiring a raincoat was a little more disturbing. That's a throwback. Yeah. That's a deep cut. All right. So we're going to watch the rest of the wedding next week. You want me to read the description? Yeah. They cut the lap dance out. They didn't put that in the preview. No. Yeah, they did. It was. It was. It was very very little bit of it. Very tame. And they didn't call it out or actually verbalize what it was. It was just one brief little moment of it. Can I tell you, I feel like they took this episode description from a press release. (laughs) I don't know what they did because the episode, the schedule that they had on there, it's still showing like rerun episodes of the Christine and Cody divorce stuff. So it was like the first episodes of season 16. Are you ready to hear the description though? Because I think it for sure sounds like it came from a press release. All right, let's hear it. Christine Brown and David Woolley are getting married in a lavish ceremony set against the red cliffs of the Utah desert. And you are invited. Christine will finally get the wedding she never had when she became Cody Brown's third wife decades ago. Yeah, it's a little bit of fluff in there. A little. Do we have to name everyone? <laughs> Their full legal names? Full legal names. Otherwise, you won't know who we're talking about. All right, we promised. It's time to answer a few voicemails. So we have our first voicemail here from Melanie. Hi, Corey and Carly. This is legal wife Melanie. 
So we all know the Brown family's greatest hits, like Knife in the Kidneys or Taking It to the Nuts Edge. I'm a fan of the deep tracks, like the one where Christine teased Janelle about getting naked with Korean strangers, but not in front of her sister wife during McKelty's bridal shower. I want to know, what are some of your favorite Brown family deep tracks? Thank you, Melanie. I, you know, I enjoy this question. It's kind of hard to think of some deep tracks just spitballing here. I would say Beer and Skittles stands out to me because of the fact that I thought he made that up. I thought Cody made that up. I, I didn't know that it was real. It's a real thing. But like, who says that? Nobody. No, yeah. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Nobody does. And it's one of the only turns of phrase that Cody has ever gotten right on the show. That's true. He needs a book of idioms and phrases as a gift because he butchers every single one of them. Idioms for idiots, maybe? <laughs> idioms is for that, idiots. Is that the book that we need to, to print and send to Cody? Robin Brown needs to write it. <laughs> she can't write it. No, I mean, she's got all this work on no, Muppet Babies. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Proven not accurate. I think my deep track is look down the lens. I think oh. that, And that's, I mean, that's kind of a bigger one, too. Yeah. But that's I feel like still it's, scary. it's overlooked a lot, but that's a good one. Uh, I hope someone yells it at the wedding. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. That's another good classic one. We do say that to each other quite a bit. Yeah. that's Those are words to live by. Why for Wyoming? Never forget that one. And also my all-time favorite moment in Sister Wives ever was when Cody walked through the door at Chanel's house in Las Vegas and goes, oh, hey, Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel doesn't say anything, walks out the door, and Cody just goes, huh. So probably that moment, too. I like that one. Oh, hey, Gabriel. (laughs) Huh. Clueless. Hmm. He's always been clueless as to what's going on with Gabe. A little bit. All right, you want to fire this one up from Christy? All right, next one. Hi, Corey and Carly. This is legal wife Christy. I love your podcast. I have two questions. First. Let's say you've never seen the show before. You're folding laundry late Sunday night. You've stumbled across the fourth piece of the pillow. With no knowledge of any of the series, how would you describe what you saw to your coworkers on Monday, specifically regarding Cody and David? Second part, we hear the phrase, there's a lot to unpack. It's annoying. How would you rephrase that question? Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm worried about answering this. How would we summarize season 18 tell all part 4 to someone but also we've never seen it. We just caught this and then also presumably they've probably never seen it. I'm assuming that because yeah. you never see someone out in the wild who also watches Sister Wives. Right, not anymore. So that's part 1. So should we go through that part? Yeah. Um there's this really angry balding man who's really mad because his wives left him even though he didn't want to be married to them anymore and then he's got this other wife still who's like really confused all the time i thought you were describing janelle for a second (laughs) (laughs) confused on whether or not she's still married to the guy (laughs) or not okay and then there's the dark-haired one with the big eyebrows (laughs) who tries to cry but doesn't who seems sedated. Uh, 
But well, then it, also flies off the handle at certain points in yeah, time. Yeah, it wore off by the time we got to part four. <laughs> and then there's this Disney princess who's married to this thumb guy. <laughs> well, they're not married yet. Oh, not married They're going to be getting married. They're getting married. But, like, she didn't know him for that long. Seems like she's a pretty good judge of character, though. <laughs> Since she sunk the last 30 years into this other guy who's a total whack job. And the host didn't ask a lot of good questions. Oh, <laughs> poor Suki. She did better this time. She tried. And then there's a lot to unpack here. What what will we say instead? That is, a, yeah. So that's kind of become synonymous with, I feel like on the 90 day tell alls. Oh, it's like a drinking game for how many times that gets said. Yeah. Well, it was used as kind of a transition phrase where it's, we're not going to keep talking about this. So I don't like that that's what it's been used for because I think it used to be on, was that Real Housewives? That was probably where that started. I mean, I don't know the origin of there's a lot to unpack here, <laughs> but <laughs> it definitely is used as like, well, that's too much for us to get through in this hour that we have of produced television. So let's move on to the next thing my cue card says. Something else, yeah, that the producer has prepared me for because I don't know what else to say to address this. I think every Sister Wives tell-all interview should start with, give me your rose and thorn of the season. I think I might go with the Olivia Plath approach where she's basically like, I'm not a therapist. Maybe you should go speak to a therapist <laughs> <laughs> type of approach. I mean, that does indicate there is a lot to work on here still. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not the person who's professionally prepared to deal with whatever you're about to go through. This is the thing. Like, Usually the stuff that they shut down talking more about is the stuff we want to hear about. So I just keep going. Keep asking questions. Yeah, let the editors cut it down. If it ends up being a whole long conversation, oh well. I don't care if we film for 16 hours. Don't cut it out. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's like on the uh, What We Do in the Shadows show. They will just, they'll film for like two hours and then it's like 30 seconds of content that they get out of it from actual runtime because you edit it down to those little moments, the best moments. Thank you. I feel like that's a um, a lesson for the editors of sister wives we don't need everything we just need the good stuff just the good stuff please thank you so much for your voicemails and again if you're a legal wife on our patreon you got our digits so leave us a message and we'll answer it on an upcoming episode yeah i thought the phone number was broken for a while there we didn't get any voicemails for a minute i was getting nervous but then they all came rushing in on the, the break. same time yep Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.